0: Welcome to the Apple of Truth, a weekly podcast where we cover every single episode of Lucifer while exploring potholes and diving deep into all the details you never knew you needed. I'm Vero. And I'm Lena, And we not only share a deep love for the show and its creators, but also for our glorious patrons who enrich our lives on more than one level. And today we're
1: talking about Season 3, Episode 2, The One with the Baby Carrot. And can I just say, it took me way too long to realize what the baby carrot related
0: to? The micropenis? Oh, I know what it relates to. I kind of hated the name because it reminds me of the way they used to name Friends episodes.
1: Exactly. It's a reference to that naming.
0: And I... Let's just put it that way. Friends really did not age well. I mean, some of the characters did, but... Most didn't. Especially Ross is a character that did not age well and it makes me upset every time anybody praises Friends in front of me. My
1: main issue with the title was the baby carrot micro penis no
0: actually just so i'll prepare you for that i did find an alternative name for the episode which is gonna be my head cannon i'll let you know when we get to it yes please do but before we get into the summary let me just do a little shout out for our patreon we are very happy to have you there and please check it out and we love you
1: and i can't wait for Nis to catch up to this episode because she's right now restarting with Lucifer so it's gonna take her a while to reach this moment so hey Ness hope you enjoyed it yay this week we're back with classic Lucifer extreme self-projection onto the case by Lucifer Chloe not believing Lucifer's on the right path with his obsession then making an utter fool of himself and a learned lesson at the end that is not what Lucifer should have realized two not classic Lucifer elements this episode Linda in denial and a mean Ella.
0: Okay. Jacuzze! We'll get to it when we get to it. This is actually (laughs) one of the few things that I did not have issues with this week. Now, for the Obsession of the Week... I have decided to go with identity theft because Lucifer is just obsessed with the person that stole his personality. And obviously, that is the thing that he's going to project on this case and becomes obsessed
1: with. I went way simpler. It's simply the Cinnamon.
0: I was going to go with the Cinnamon, but then Yours I realized I kind of find it more specific because he tries not to focus on the Cinnamon.
1: I- have no disagreement. Yours is better. Yay!
0: Thank you. I
1: see our season two trends of your obsession being either more accurate or simply funnier continues. It's already the second episode, of course, that Lucifer says the title. So we're going to keep track of that as usual. This episode is written by Joe. And I was actually surprised because contrary to last episode where I had issues with the episode, but none with the writing, I even have issues with the writing this time. So I was extremely surprised that Joe wrote. Wrote this one i also forgot one fun tidbit last week or one interesting tidbit leslie ann was pregnant during the filming of season three because remember we were
0: wondering about this in season two this is actually connected to what i was gonna say Ooh. so leslie ann actually wasn't pregnant during filming season three but she was pregnant during filming season two because these first four episodes of the season two are those four episodes that you mentioned they shot for season two, but they got a shorter season and hence they put them into season three. So the first four episodes are from the previous shooting. That's why Mace, or Leslie ann rather, is not around.
1: But that's all I have. My other fun tidbits are sprinkled throughout the
0: episode. It is now time for Previously on Lucifer. Lucifer he got knocked out and kidnapped, he's convinced it's his dad's evil plan, he got his wings back, cut them off and got them back again. Ames is fine with it. Pierce is the new lieutenant and is super rude to everyone around him. Lucy gives out favors. Sinner is in town. We don't know who he is, but we do know he is into some serious impaling.
1: We're gonna go right into what I called coitus wingtorruptus.
0: I actually find that funny. Thank you. We go into that with a song by Marion Hill. It's called Down. And pretty much it's about going down on somebody.
1: Which he still could have done after the winged this but he wasn't in the mood anymore. I very much enjoyed the premature unfurling, as he calls it, but I already have a question and this go is gonna it. go through the episode.
0: I think that's going to be the same uh, question
1: that I have. Why do the wings have zero effect on the woman who, by the way, gets no name? She's simply beautiful woman in the credits. Is it different because the wings are attached? Because to be honest, so far, we've only seen how the cut of wings as proof of divinity influenced humans. We have never seen another human see an angel in action, basically. So that's the only thing. But I don't understand how she can be utterly non faced by him suddenly sprouting wings. Does she think he's a cosplay or something?
0: I don't think she thinks that. I absolutely agree. And I had the same note. She just seems way too relaxed about the whole situation. She's utter chill. So yeah, I agree. We're gonna get more into that a little bit later, I believe. So my question is of a different caliber. Ooh. The premature unfurling. That's what he called it. What is it connected to? Because (laughs) in my mind No, like I would expect something like that happen during or at the end of a sexual encounter.
1: So you think the unfurling would be orgasm related? not erection-related.
0: Yes, because, I mean, don't tell me that he was not erected before they got into the penthouse. Well, since
1: I'm not male, I can't say too much without making assumption. But as far as I know, getting random boners is kind of normal for men in a certain age? When you are very young?
0: Yes, but we're not talking about that age here because Lucifer is... Who knows? Thousands Maybe and thousands of years he's old. He's
1: immortal. Maybe he's still a youngster for a, a celestial. Who knows? So suddenly sprouting wings or suddenly sprouting a boner for me would definitely be in relation to each other. But of course, his premature unfurling refers to premature ejaculation.
0: Exactly. And that's what I mean. So that
1: would be at the very end.
0: My issue with what you are referring to, yes, I absolutely agree. A random boner is not probably a weird thing. But But don't tell me that he did not get to that when they were making out in the elevator already. I don't know about your experience, but my experience is usually if something like that occurs, (laughs) the guys are ready to go. Depends on the guy, but... I mean, probably, but like, I don't think I've experienced unless there were some serious drugs involved. Vero, men are not just push a button and then they're ready to go.
1: What? What men are you talking about? Let's not go into that. No, but I think that writing wise it refers to premature regulation and I'm fully there with you. But throughout this episode and actually already throughout the last episode I feel like there is a strong link between wings and dicks and I don't like it but I complain about this later on so i Gonna shelve this for a while and come back to it later. Because I fully agree with you. There are issues.
0: The timing was just weird. Yeah. What made me kind of interested at the end of the scene, he says he's not interested in having sex with himself, at least not right now. And I ask, does he refer to himself as himself or does he refer to somebody else dressed up as himself? Why not both? Okay, I'm good with that.
1: (laughs) you <laughs> I mean, okay, based on the lore the show has provided us with so far, he would have to be referring to someone dressed as himself. Based on what I know from the comics with the multiverse and other creatures that do exist, I say, why not both?
0: Okay. And then a completely unrelated note to this episode or anything. At the end of the scene, we see Lucifer starting to walk away from his bedroom. We get a nice look at his walls where he was hiding the blade in and I, believe that the writing on the wall looks Sumerian. So I wonder That's if correct. there's any significance in that.
1: That I don't know but you are 100% correct that the writing on his wall is Sumerian which also is a fun side note in the last season because he should at least have recognized the writing in the book because yeah. same language tree. So nice catch Mero. Yeah. Are you turning into a freeze frame person for season
0: 3? Not really. I was just making notes and he was staring right in my face moving on we get into therapy and this is the first
1: time i asked myself a question that i asked myself throughout the episode but i also answer this question at the very end which is i wonder if linda is in therapy for what has happened to
0: her that is a good question
1: and i'm gonna spoil my answer that i decided on at the end of the episode she's not and i don't like it
0: i agree with you my note specifically says linda in denial that yeah. is a first this is one of the
1: first moments where the writing does not match the characters and this is one of my main issues with this episode there are so many small moments where I feel like the character wouldn't do this I fully understand that Linda of course cannot talk about the Celestials to someone else but she is smart enough to be able to manage her trauma while talking about it without divulging too much and she is too smart to know that she cannot work through the trauma without verbalizing it
0: see this is a thing that I don't have as much of an issue with. Because if you go through a trauma, and if somebody else goes through a trauma, I feel like you react differently. And all the training in the world will not prepare you for what happened to Linda. And I think that her reaction is a very human-like reaction. She is not a perfect human. But she's a therapist, and it is a
1: simple fact that no matter what kind of traumatic experience you live. Live through, If you don't talk about it, it's going to get worse. You need to verbalize it.
0: Yes. But what I think is happening here is that I think Linda even alludes to it at some stage. She says, I have the tools to deal with this myself. And I understand. She doesn't. I, yeah, I agree with that. But I think that she is trying to convince herself that she does. So she doesn't have to deal with it.
1: My only other note for this scene is Linda is asking my questions. Cinnamon, human or not?
0: And I'm still not convinced. Yeah, that's gonna be an interesting plot point. One more thing kind of stood up to me in this scene. Linda will refer to it again in the future scene. And that, that she calls Lucifer cutting off his wings a self-mutilation, which undeniably it is. it is, but also his point is that it's being forced onto him is also extremely correct because I can't even imagine what to compare it to. It's... We don't really have a comparison as normal humans. Anything else for this one? The ending of the scene is pretty good as we are getting used to now. Get this. I will stop at nothing to find him and then immediately cut to the precinct to Chloe who says we found him. The question answer reaction, direct reaction to the last sentence of a previous scene is it's what we love and it's a very Lucifer thing.
1: Because I haven't said it in a while, you need to watch Buffy because this happens so many times there. Just because it, ha- it has been a while since I've said that. I, of course, assume that you appreciated just as much as I did the callback to the Nina Simone song in the next oh, scene. Oh,
0: yeah. I didn't make a note of it, but <gasps> it's just... Shook gasp! clutch my pearls. My my thing with the song is that I'm kind of disappointed. I don't know what came first. Obviously, it was probably them having Tom Ellis singing the song rather than writing the character of the Cinnamon. I'm slightly pissy that they used up the song so early when then they introduced the character of Sinner Man when now it would be way more appropriate for the song to play. But at least they got the callback.
1: Since they have the callback, I can live with it and I don't mind as much. I still mind Pierce being the asshole that he is, and I don't understand why. He brought whatever he gave Chloe to her desk. Makes no
0: sense to me. He gave her uh, address of the case. Yeah, so he
1: brings stuff now to people instead of... It doesn't fit the asshole picture I already have of him. Like he would not carry stuff to others. He would rather call them into his office and have them take it from him. Like at least in my expectation. For me, he's already like the super, super asshole.
0: Somebody assumes a lot. Yes. But before actually Pierce walks into the conversation, I was kind of surprised that Chloe doesn't believe Lucifer that the Sinner Man, is real at all. It's just Chloe's behavior in this scene to me rank quite uncharacteristic. Same. I just held back because last
1: episode you were mean to me that I was so mean to Chloe, so I thought I was gonna hold back on my Chloe bashing this episode.
0: There is a difference between you bashing Chloe for the reasons that you bash Chloe. It's the same what you do with Linda now. You do that because you expect them to be perfect but when they're perfect you have a problem with them being perfect. It's no, maybe not as much as with Linda but like... I was about to say I'm
1: never perfect complaining when Linda is perfect.
0: But you do with Chloe and last time I feel it made sense to me, her behavior. It was not on point for Chloe but it made sense to me. But this time it just feels, she feels so dismissive and it doesn't ring true to me currently. Same. Maybe it's gonna make sense eventually. I don't know. Another thing is she probably is shutting Lucifer down because she had this whole verbal diarrhea in front of Pierce at the end of the last episode. So she doesn't want to embarrass herself or something like that again. And she doesn't want to let the lieutenant think that her relationship with Lucifer is something that she thinks it's not. Except it Totally. So that's me on that. However, when Tom Welling comes in, I again was pausing the episode to write the notes. And Tom Welling is the person that plays Pierce. And I am 100% sure that this is not meant for Pierce's character. He looks like the kindest and nicest person in the world in that screenshot. It's just so nice. He has such kind eyes in that moment. Don't look at me like that. I'm not talking about Pierce. I'm talking about Tom Welling.
1: I'm not saying anything.
0: Good. And then I made a wild guess that the next case would have Sinnerman written all over it. And boy, I was wrong.
1: My final note for the scene is, Chloe, why would you tell Lucy to find evidence? Yeah. I expected this episode to go into a completely different direction. I was sure Lucifer would go off on his own to find evidence and it would just get completely fucked. That was my expectation.
0: Yeah. I kind of expected the next case to be the cinnamon case and it would blow up into Chloe's face so you know we both made wrong assumptions
1: you see this one is not the episode of disagreements like the last one this is the episode of assumptions Yep,
0: yeah, that is pretty accurate I'd say we arrive to the crime scene and we have a song playing and this is a song called Get On My Knees by Brian Didi and it is my favorite song of the episode and if you want to know some little bits and details about this particular song you have to become believer and listen to our bonus material i
1: did not know the history about this song or the background information so of course i only focused on the title because i had to pause and i saw it in the amazon information box and so i only saw get on your knees and then the scene starts lucifer whistles for dan and then comes over and does not complain and i was like hmm. And so I found your information about the song very interesting.
0: Speaking of Dan, do we have like an interesting kind of a rapport built between Dan and Lucifer now, do we? I think so. They tolerate each other, right? I mean, Dan can be still standing up for himself when he says not everyone enjoys being laughed at.
1: I, again, made an assumption that at the end of the episode was proven wrong. And I was pretty sure that the two of them have a certain rapport with each other now. And in the end, it shows they don't. So I think they do. No, I'm gonna go into that at the okay, end. Okay, well, we
0: get, we'll get into that later. But I actually disagree with that. So one of a few things that I actually kind of liked about this episode. Never mind. My favorite thing about this scene is that Lucifer tells Undan finally, that he does improv. We, of course, get our personal
1: connection with the case. Ah, that was so funny. Lucifer strongly identifies with this. And then while the scene continues on, we zoom out and we have Pierce sitting in a car stalking them. At this point, I was like, okay, which one of them is he stalking? Is he stalking Lucifer or is he stalking Chloe? Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, at the end of the episode, it's obviously Lucifer. But at this point, I was like, what? Yep, same. At 7.58 we get the title card and move to a new scene, unlike Lucifer.
0: Yes, we go back to the precinct and Ella is being a complete fangirl over this comedian. And it's really kind of cute at this point. And I kind of love how Chloe knows exactly what Ella is trying to do. Chloe is so mean to her. Let's her sit in it. That's so mean. I don't think it's mean. I think it's funny. No. How is it mean?
1: Chloe knows that Ella really 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 wants to come along and Ella has been left behind
0: so many times. But if she knew that she- Like, she knew she was going to take her at the end.
1: No, I I did not get the feeling like that at all. And she really makes her back and squirm. And I was like, screw you, Chloe. Poor Ella. Of course, then the rest happened and then I changed my mind. But at this
0: moment, I was very much, don't be mean to Ella.
1: Nobody is supposed to be mean to her.
0: I did not. See that as she, her being mean. I just found it really, really funny. So, because you're a mean person, <gasps> apparently, yes.
1: <laughs> I still love you.
0: But that's pretty much what I have about Same. this scene. And so we can move on to Lux. How horrible is the nickname that Linda comes up for a minute deal? Amen? <laughs> yeah.
1: I find it kind of obvious. I'm just surprised that she doesn't even try Ames. Eh. Ames feels so natural to me, but that's
0: just me. I mean, also, we, we've been using Ames for how long? Eight months now?
1: I was very surprised about the two of them meeting that I did not see coming. It makes sense, though, with the You Saved My Life and yadda yadda, so perfectly plausible everything great I feel that the interaction between the two of them is so different to any other duo interaction you know what I mean like this this is a very very different kind of relationship between two characters so I'm curious how this is gonna go if Amenadiel is gonna start therapy with her or whatever I don't know so curious 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 and Also, I was very curious how they were gonna get rid of the
0: wings. Yeah, I was really getting worried at this stage about Linda's pretending that she's fine and that the whole happenings didn't really affect her.
1: Since I already went into much detail regarding that, I'm gonna hold back in the rest of the episode as to not be repeat girl
0: This was the moment before it was kind of like, oh, uh, wait a minute, that's weird. But now it's actually getting me worried. So then when we go to the penthouse, I was wondering why does Ames thing that it's his responsibility to get rid of the discarded wings. And it's just this whole Ames's mission of I must do the test and my father is only testing me is just really annoying.
1: I threw up in my mouth. i very much against it. Not there for it.
0: Yeah, also... This again brings me back to the fact that even the discarded wings have completely different effect on people or at this situation, Linda, than the ones that we had in season one. But
1: Linda has faced the goddess of creation. I have zero issue with Linda being cool as a cucumber because she's seen everything. She's just done with it. I mean, she's met fake god for Christ's sake. She would survived the goddess of creation. What are a few ripped off wings to her. Nothing.
0: That being said, though, they are still proof of divinity. So it is understandable that Ames is trying to get rid of them. Yes. And at this stage, I was wondering, how? How Same. is he gonna do it? Same.
1: But we have to move over to creepy Pierce. Because he is stalking
0: Lucifer. My first question was, why is he so hard on Dan? Oh. Okay, that's the reason. (laughs) And
1: I really have to say, this is the nail in the coffin on Pierce's character. I hate, 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 hate him. Look at
0: that, you're turning into me.
1: Yes, and in this moment, I was sure, I made the assumption again, I was sure that Dan... Was gonna tell Lucifer about this conversation.
0: I think telling is a very bold move. I wouldn't guess that he would tell him. At least... Or maybe he would
1: tell Chloe or something. But that he would not leave it like this.
0: I didn't think that he would tell him per se. Or maybe not straight away. I was kind of wondering if he's gonna do it and then tell him.
1: Yeah, that was my expectation.
0: Yes, but like, as far as we know, he didn't actually give him the files yet. So we haven't oh, that, seen him that's physically bring assumption. the files. That's another so assumption, sorry. <laughs> to me, I'm kind of expecting for this to come out in the open later on. Because... Dan is yeah, not gonna point. be. He's not gonna be able to hold it in sight, and he's gonna. There's gonna be something Pierce is gonna do where Dan is gonna be like, okay, so this is super weird, and I need to talk to them now.
1: Yeah, that's so that's, that's that a good is, point. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully you're right.
0: Fingers crossed. There is a lot of in these two first seasons. In these first two episodes, there is a lot of I'm expecting them to do stuff in the future.
1: And if they do, I'm more than willing to eat all my complainings. As I have done in the past, when the show proves to me that they were on the right track and they used stuff that I complained about and made it perfect, I will be the first one to say I was wrong. But so far, I'm not.
0: We are only two episodes into the season out of 26, <laughs> so there's time. So
1: many episodes! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Too many. This is kind of the thing, though. I agree with you. Morally, from Dan's point of view, this is an interesting situation. And how he's going to react to it, whether in this episode or in the f- one of the future ones, is going to be something to watch out for.
1: So after this very creepy and uncomfortable scene, we move on over to the comedy set. And of course, Bobby Lowe is a complete asshole. And I felt uncomfortable during this scene. I kept all the comedy set together because Ella in her fangirling is so blind. And I feel on one hand, yes. Once Ella likes someone, she is very, very much forgiving and she's always trying to see the good in people. But she's also not stupid. So her being that blind to his so super obvious rudeness and everything made me a bit uncomfortable. And also, fun side note, Bobby Lowe's comment, that he said no green M&Ms. There's a huge story behind this, not Lucifer related, which you can only find
0: in The Bonus. I absolutely agree with your take on Ella, but yes, but. <laughs> As we are going with this tradition this episode. I have thought about it a little bit deeper when I was trying to make a note out of this. And yes, I agree absolutely that Ella might not be the best character to exercise this on. But it kind of shows that these days the diehard fans are very willing to forgive anything true
1: which I also don't like and makes me uncomfortable yeah
0: and I agree like yes we are the two of us are very critical of our face. and this is what I like about us but I know a lot of people who are really really smart I mean even I do it maybe not as strongly as it is depicted here but it kind of points out the fact that we like to make excuses and read between the lines and it's difficult if you really really like somebody and admire them it's difficult to let that go and see their mistakes if you so like I kind of like that they took this point of view of a fan and kind of put the mirror up I
1: agree with that but not on Ella please
0: yes coming back to the fact that it's been shown on Ella I mean probably the best character out of the show but of the available ones yeah still it's not something that I like her in it's not something that I want to see in her. But then again, would that make me blind? (laughs) Maybe. To come full circle.
1: Maybe. So they get invited to watch the recording, which is wonderfully done and so they're sitting there Chloe asks Ella what the show is about so it's about uh, imaginary friends and puppets and yaddy yaddy and of course Lucifer does not just sit there and watch no he confronts Bobby Lowe directly and completely turns the show into a farce and when he walks onto stage we have a Doctor Who reference that made me so happy did you know that Tom Ellis previously appeared on Doctor Who Allons-y! Yeah, of course. As Thomas Milligan in the episode Last of the Time Lords.
0: I know. I mean, genuinely, pretty much every single actor in the UK has been on Doctor Who at some stage in their life. So really? That was not an information for you, Lina. That was information for our listeners. I
1: And also what I liked even more than a Doctor Who reference is him ripping off the head of the puppet and the hand being visible and the screaming children. So instantly traumatizing children. I'm always there for it on television, not in real life. Don't at me. And so this was just perfection for me. And then he goes through the puppets and he finds the one puppet and points it at the dude. And then there's a gun in the puppet. And I'm just like, what?
0: I mean, why would Lucifer think that there is supposed to be a trigger within a puppet because he literally says he literally says oh here's a trigger (laughs) it's like why would you think there are triggers inside of a puppet lucifer why how i was
1: very much confused by that as well so why was there even a gun in the puppet i'm not really happy with the explanation i have to say and him just randomly shooting the dude in the arm it was
0: a mess It was a mess, yes, I agree with that. Also, I agree with the guy. Does anybody even work there? Like, Lucifer just walks (laughs) on the set and completely ruins the shooting with shooting. And nobody fucking reacts. Nobody does anything. I mean, this is America we're talking about, so there is a chance that they just kept shooting to get some (laughs) shock effect.
1: I like the way you think.
0: But still, yeah, I agree. And then we have Ella completely unraveling at the end when your man admits that he stole the jokes. Before that,
1: she makes a technical mistake, which just enforced my uncomfortableness with Ella in this scene. She has the, oh, it's not the same gun, yada, yada, yada thingy, right before Mm -hmm. he comes clean yeah she says that the bullets had to come from different guns as one is a 0.380 acp and the other is a 9 millimeter however the bullets for these two cartridges are identical only the casing is different so what she said is factually wrong the bullets did not have to come from different guns. well
0: in th- that is a question If they found casings on the scene She says
1: the bullets have to have come Oh from. okay So in addition to her being out of character For me She also makes a factual error And so I was just like No 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 And then worse comes to worse Bobby Lowe comes clean that he stole the jokes And she does a full 180 And goes mental on him Like She, she gets really angry with him Way more angry than we are used to see Ella
0: the- That did not surprise me, to be honest. She's all over the place in this scene and I just, meh. That moment actually made sense to me because we've seen Ella threatening mom to break her legs and we've seen Ella in a different,
1: possibly incriminating
0: situation. So I can see
1: her. My my issue is the venom in her behavior. The jacuzzi. Which, by the way, is a trope, which I did not know.
0: I think even the fact that it is a trope, it just all speaks to the fact that Ella would say something like that. But yeah, I see where you're coming from.
1: My sweet, sweet, wonderful, great human does not have that venom in her. Or apparently she does, and my assumptions, once again, (laughs) were wrong.
0: We all have the venom in us.
1: I do, of course. She doesn't, at least not in my mind.
0: We go back to the penthouse. The conversation that is happening there is very applicable to all three of them. To Linda and Amenadiel and to Lucy. That is a kind of an interesting situation where we have somebody talking metaphors but it's actually talking about so many different characters in the episode. And the whole we all have a pain that we are not ready to share is a good way to get Linda kind of out of her shell. Which I actually appreciate this one one thing that I appreciate it because she is clearly struggling.
1: She is struggling. This is another one of my Linda is definitely not on therapy for her own issues. I don't like it. Also, I'm not on board with this being a test for Amenadiel by dad. And if I'm perfectly honest, I find faithful Amenadiel even more annoying than annoying Amenadiel.
0: I think to me the most annoying Amenadiel is when he is into the faith thing. So, right yeah that's the worst for him. I'm
1: glad we agree on this.
0: Yeah, I liked him being self-conscious at the end yeah. of last episode. That was good. But the whole, oh, this is a test and I'm gonna have to accept the test because I I'm failed last faith. time. Just shut up. Nobody yeah. cares. No, yeah. just no. And they bug the wings and... Get out of there. So we go back to the precinct where the whole micropenis death threats are happening. And I appreciate that Chloe is full aware of the effects the micropenis is gonna have on Lucifer's joke-making ability. And she wants to withhold the information. However, she does not. So we get a whole bunch of them.
1: And I also appreciate that she knows him well enough that she just goes, let it out, let it all out, so they can actually proceed with their casework. I only have one complaint about this scene. Mm-hmm. At the very end, Chloe gathers the stacks of paper of print-out emails, and she says, I'll get these
0: to cyber! Yeah, same. Working in IT? No. Yeah. Now, we can go to the penthouse, where Lucifer is talking to Mazikeen.
1: And she doesn't even reply on the phone. We don't even get a voice of Maze. Yeah. I was so disappointed. Yeah. I understand it and everything, but at least a voice.
0: I know, you're getting a serious Maze withdrawal. Yes! (sighs) However, the conversation is hilarious. Yes. (laughs) So we get at least a little bit of the dynamic between Lucifer and Maze. So I'm kind of glad that we get at least that.
1: Also, I feel utterly confirmed In my assumption that Lucifer never locks his door and that he really should. Because while he accuses Pierce of breaking into his place, I'm pretty sure that was not necessary because the fucking door is open. It's always open.
0: I mean, yeah. But also Pierce is being extremely dramatic. He's so ominous. Just... I love it. Ominous warning by Pierce is ominous. Finally something you like about
1: Pierce. No, 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 no. About the scene, not him. (gasps) He's yeah. so useless, and also I'm one hundred twenty percent sure he's not telling us everything. It's so oh. glaring in your
0: face, obvious. obviously. Yeah, obviously. I really, really loved the moment where Lucifer got super offended for not being called Sinerman, while yes. simultaneously saying that he is not the Sinerman. And it was yes. so funny. We get a moment where my alternative episode name is coming up, Ooh, which is mano a Cinnermano. Ooh, much better. That would be so much better. Much,
1: much better. Also, supposedly the outfit Pierce wears here is very similar to what Tom Welling was wearing as Clark Kent
0: in Smallville. That is interesting. I did not know that for obvious reasons. I feel like Pierce daring Lucifer into not dropping the case. This is what I got from this interaction. Him coming up there and him doing the research on him. Regardless if he knew about him from before He's or not. He's
1: playing him.
0: Yes, he is playing into Lucifer's personal qualities, let's call them. <laughs> into You're so daring nice. him into not stopping the case and one big red flack at the end of this scene Lucifer says I've got this which makes me think that he has not got this Not at all. And that's me on this scene.
1: Moving on, we're at Dumpster Wings on Fire. And my main complaint about this scene... Why did the manateel burn that lighter? Just throw it away?
0: This is a trope that is happening on television all the time and it always makes me extremely upset. Like, why? It's a perfectly good Zippo lighter. Why would you throw it away? Yeah. I mean, why? Yeah. Wanna use the whole... Do you know how you have the little kind of... The matches. matches? Yes, Yes, please use that. You can throw all of them there. I have no issues with that whatsoever. But a Zippo? Why? They are expensive.
1: Yeah, and super useful and everything. So I'm I'm just like the poor lighter. Screw you, Ames. Mm-hmm. Also, are angel wings extremely flammable or did he douse them in something?
0: I'd say they're flammable because judging by the fact that Lucifer burnt them in season one as well. I thought there was a gasoline can next to it as well in season one? I don't think so. If anything, I think he was drinking vodka or something like that. So if anything, they were doused in alcohol. That was my assumption.
1: Because if angel wings in itself or in themselves are highly flammable,
0: does that mean you can simply set an angel on fire? Probably. But only if you throw a Zippo lighter at them and it stays there. (laughs) Otherwise, it doesn't work. That
1: also means that angels are like Icarus with the burning wings. So...
0: Yay. Interesting, interesting. And then I got into another fit of rage in this scene. And that <laughs> is, again, why does Amenadiel insist that everything needs to be a fucking test? That is annoying as fuck. Ugh. Because
1: he has no personality. He yeah. needs to define himself from By outside others. sources. And this is the easiest way. And once more, we have the amen for Amenadiel. And but... I once again say... Just use Ames.
0: I mean, yeah. Linda, come on. Ames is so much better. Listen to us. Come on. Why, yeah. why
1: aren't you listening to our podcast?
0: Come on. Yeah. If you only listened. Yeah. We talk we about it all you. the time. Yeah. We move on
1: back to the precinct. And... Here comes one of my favorite moments that, of course, instantly gets killed off. Lucifer is trying to tell Chloe instantly what had happened. And I was so there for it because I hate this when in TV shows people keep secrets from each other because it furthers the tension of the storyline. And I was like, yes! Thank you, Lucifer. This is so great because you know Chloe is a good one and she's an amazing police person and you really trust her and everything and she needs to know that the lieutenant is shady as fuck and yada, yada. So it made perfect sense. I was so, yes, yes. Pretty much half into the episode. We're at 26 minutes or something. I'm like, yes, yes, please do this. Turn it around for me. And then Dan comes in and ruins the day for for me. Like he doesn't actually ruin the day but for me he ruins the scene and the day and I'm just
0: I had the exact same train of thoughts however yes but <laughs> no no this is yes and to add to all of that <laughs> I'm not doing in no means I'm not uh, I'm not doing improv so you say yes and this is a perfect evidence of the Cinnaman being real. So it actually makes absolute sense for Lucifer to share this with Chloe because she asked him for a proof. And the fact that the lieutenant admits that the Cinnamon is real is a clear proof that the Cinnamon yes. is actually real. Yes. And the second Dan shows up and stops this whole conversation, I was like, will this be a plot point in the future? The fact that he didn't tell her yet. And sure as hell, it is. Yeah. So yeah.
1: And to close the scene out, it was very obvious that they will
0: make Dan do it. They were alluding for Lucifer to do it though.
1: No, they made it so obvious that it should be Lucifer, that it was clear it would be Dan.
0: I am way more stupid watcher than you are. I have to say. <laughs> Maybe I was like, you just like to not uh, dissect it
1: as much as I do.
0: Possibly. I liked the fact I knew that it was gonna be done in the end, but I liked the fact that they alluded to Lucifer so much. So it just made me happy.
1: So we go over to our second comedy night. Now with stand-up comedy, we have a very, very bad Daniel on stage. And mm-hmm. I don't like this type of awkwardness, neither in real live nor on screen because this makes me physically awkward and I'm very rarely awkward. So this gave me physical reaction, which of course might be considered good. But in this episode, I did not appreciate it.
0: It's very cringy. Yeah. And I'm not there for a cringe. And I feel really bad for them as well.
1: Yes. And also I felt like we had moved past then being the comic relief.
0: Yeah. I think the point of this scene was not as much for Dan to to be the comical relief or anything. I think it was more for getting that type of interaction that Chloe supported. However, I did not love how that was handled either. The only good thing about this situation was the fact that Lucifer brought his own tomatoes to the show. That was pure perfection. But where did he keep them? At the same place where Mace keeps her knives. Ooh,
1: That's a really good answer. <laughs>
0: Woohoo! Nice. Okay. she's speechless I cannot this is the first and the last time this is ever gonna happen I made Lena actually speechless (laughs) yay so does it mean that I finish this episode for myself if you want to no thank you
1: At the end of this scene, they're at the bar and the dude actually walks up to Lucifer to be like, hey, thank you, blah, blah. And I expected the dude to talk to Dan as a common micropenis sufferer. Since Lucifer made it apparently obvious that Dan has also a micropenis. Same.
0: I expected exactly the same. So I was a bit disappointed. Yeah, I know that would be so much better. I mean we assumed We both assumed We were both wrong But at least we agreed Exactly Which is the first this episode
1: No 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 That we
0: assumed the same thing but it was wrong.
1: Oh, yes. That's the first. And then, of course, we move over to interrogation.
0: And I have a question. Yes. Was this a nod? The fact that Lucifer comes up with Lucifans to the fandom naming themselves Lucifans. He says devil bunnies and he says Lucifans. Yes. Or did he name them at this moment? Because I'm not in the fandom for long enough to know which came first. And I couldn't... I could not find out. Yeah, me too. I tried. I was looking for it and I couldn't find it. I assume that we are in season three now. So I'd assume that the name would be established by then. But... Yeah,
1: me too. But I did not find any
0: proof. Either or.
1: I could not figure out which came first. So I tried to do it because if I had found a sufficient base, this would have been my proper devil in the details. I did not find it. Yeah, anything. I was
0: trying to find it as well and couldn't.
1: Did you know the devil bunnies also has a theoretical reference? No. Because apparently when Tom Ellis does autographs, he oftentimes draws devil horns on his head, on the picture. And sometimes, more often than not, they don't look like horns, but like bunny ears. I have one of those.
0: Are you now checking? No, I'm not checking. Showing me. I know you hates me. Now the question is... Oh my god. Just...
1: You know what? After the episode, please do find it. And if it looks like bunny ears... Please take a picture of it and then we will attach it to the episode.
0: Here he is.
1: Yeah. And that looks like a bunny and not like a devil.
0: Yeah. Yay.
1: Take a picture of that. We're going to attach it to the yes, episode. Yes,
0: we will.
1: So not just fans potentially coined right there or at least confirmed, but also devil bunnies. And my final note for interrogation is good thing that Chloe pays attention to people's names because obviously nobody else does. Neither did I. I had no idea who Sheila was.
0: Same. And that's all I have. My only note on this scene was, except for the Luciferans, it was the fact that the guy called Dan the good-looking jerk, Aww. which made Lucifer kind of surprised and... Chloe was not surprised at all, so... Of course not. She was married to him. Of course she knows that he is a good-looking jerk. Exactly. But that brings us to the climax of our case of yes. the week story.
1: I called this scene Catching the Killer, and we are surrounded by creepy puppets. I have no problem with puppets, but I know many people that do, so... wee 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 Not so much fun for many people. And also that one puppet that moved... On and all, this whole scene for me was very obvious and fast, and everything was fine. But there was two things close to the end of the scene that I highly appreciated. Mm-hmm. One is the lighting on Lucifer's face when he's up there. Same. You know what vibes that gave me? Morticia from
0: Adam's Family. Oh, I didn't think of that.
1: Because she also always has, has the mirrored lighting into the eye part of her face. Mm.
0: I really, 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 really
1: like that. Yep,
0: it was Excellent. It was
1: wonderful. And the other part that I really appreciated. Was the quick thinking on Chloe's part. The eye connection between Chloe and Lucifer. Non-verbal communication. And execution of distraction. And taking out of the perp. That once again shows what an amazing team these two have become. And how well they understand each other. And this for me just highlights how un-Chloe with Lucifer the beginning of the episode is with her being so dismissive of him. Mm -hmm. Because this right here, this is what the show has taught us. This is who we have come to believe these two people are to each other. How they interact with each other. This is pure Lucifer as show. And this just for me... As much as I appreciated it, it also highlighted my issues up to this point.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. The end of this scene was surprising to me because what I expected was going to happen is that Lucifer is going to distract Sheila long enough for Chloe to actually get there and take her down. I did not see the outcome of Chloe just distracting her and Lucifer knocking her out happening. That was surprised to me. But it worked, it was hilarious, it was great. And they got her, so yay. So we go back to the precinct. This is the moment when we see the plot point of Lucifer being interrupted earlier comes to fruition when Pierce asks Lucifer not to tell her About the investigation they are about to start together. Do you
1: know what happened in that moment in my brain? Mm
0: -hmm. Big
1: red flag. Big red flag. Like even if up to this point. Pierce had been charming and nice. And competent and whatever.
0: It would probably make me even more worried.
1: This right there is all the proof I need. That Pierce is not to be trusted.
0: Yep, I literally said, I now see the plot point that he didn't tell her yet, so now he won't tell her at all. I don't like it. Then we get the interesting bit of the episode where Lucifer goes into the interrogation. Sent by Pierce. I was surprised. Yeah. So that is a surprise on its own that Pierce is the one who sent him in there. But there are pretty much two different outcomes of this scene or like reasonings. Either somehow Lucifer lost his mojo without realizing it. Or this guy really has nothing to do with the Cinnamon. Which I sincerely doubt because we had this whole epic ending of the previous episode where Lucifer talks about Cinnamon while they get the cuts of finding some impaled on the on the in the pier or underneath the pier or whatever you call that. So technically they already showed us that it is connected to Cinnamon.
1: I disagree because in this episode we have already seen his powers working. Bobby Lowe who confessed that he wants out which he would not have done if his powers weren't working so unless he just newly lost them that doesn't track
0: yeah I think this is gonna be interesting to the
1: future also in the next scene he addresses this when he talks to Linda he talks about this how can he lie to me maybe the cinnamon tricked him into this yaddy yaddy so he addresses this so I disagree with you that there's two options because I don't see his mojo not working as an option
0: okay well the third option is that he... The dude is connected to the Sinner Man but he doesn't know. Well, okay.
1: He was manipulated into doing what he was doing.
0: Without knowing so. I don't know. This is a situation that is very curious to me and this is... It's very intriguing for me.
1: Oh, I fully agree... And I'm pretty sure that we don't know everything we
0: should know about this at this point. I'm convinced that there is going to be something with Lucifer's mojo. Because it just doesn't seem... I don't know.
1: I focused on something completely different. It's a good thing that he has no more devil face. Because in this moment, it would have come out. I mean, that
0: would have helped his cause, probably.
1: Given the fact that Pierce has been stalking and watching him, I assume Pierce is watching this interaction. And then it would not have been good if his devil face slipped out. Mm, Possible. My focus was like, ah, it's a good thing he has no devil face at the moment. Because then he mm. would have inadvertently outed himself to someone he did not intend to.
0: I mean, yeah, fair enough. Either way, this interaction is interesting and yes. I'm gonna keep an eye on it because, yeah, things.
1: Because reasons! Speaking of reasons. Speaking of reasons, we go into therapy. And like I said, he addresses his worry. Because just like you, Lucifer doesn't think that this interaction went the way it was supposed to go. And that there has to be more to it than he just learned. So you agree with Lucifer and he agrees with
0: you. Yay! Finally, we're on the same page. I am very, very glad that in the beginning
1: of this recording, we talked about the premature unfurling and the penis-wing parallel. Because I feel like, especially in this episode, but also in the last episode, wings and penis have been made parallel quite a few times. And I felt like I was the only one of the two of us to see this. But now I feel like you agree with me on this. So I don't feel as... Phallically inclined. Phallically inclined. (laughs) Of course, I once again have to complain that Linda is not dealing with her issues. Once more, it is shown. And I was surprised and then I chastised myself for being surprised because it actually makes perfect sense. Because Linda is such a professional. But initially, I was surprised that Linda did not try to make or to help Lucifer realize how his behavior is affecting Amenadiel. To Get him to to help him reach some awareness.
0: Yeah, I think that at this moment it's something that's not on the top of the list. Because Lucifer is going through a lot of emotions and things right now.
1: And also her private conversation with Amenadiel would not be something that she uses in her therapy. That is so another thing, yeah. In the first second I was surprised and then I was like, wait a moment, No. <laughs> Makes that would have been a sense. very unlinda thing to do and so I'm glad that she didn't do it.
0: Well, speaking of Linda and un thing to do, we can be sure that Lucifer is about to start doing some things that are very Luciferish of him because he has decided to go back to his old self, which I find like an interesting way of dealing. And it's not a bad way of dealing with a situation. It's just... Isn't it? Well, it depends how far it's gonna go. Well, I'm of
1: two minds when we go into the final scene.
0: You're a schizophrenic?
1: Just for this five seconds. (laughs) Okay, yeah, go on. On the one hand, I'm like, I don't like it when the main characters of the show I'm watching is regressing to behavior we've already dealt with. On the other hand... We got cut short on seeing Lucifer in Lucifer action. And so apparently did LA because they're lining up and so would we.
0: Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm split. I'm torn. So as we watch the people line up, we hear the last song of the episode by Last Train. It's called Drop by the Doves. And it's playing as we have this beautiful last shot of the episode of Lucifer sitting on the couch with the lights behind him and everything. So beautiful. It's just... Oh. I have to
1: say the camera work in this episode, in parts, like also pierce in the bottle in the penthouse. Like there are a few shots that were really, really, really well done. And this end frame is superb. I am really surprised there's so little merch, like official merch for Lucifer, because this should be a fucking poster. So,
0: to kind of close it off here, it's not a horrendous episode. Gonna put it that way.
1: That's harsh coming from you.
0: Listen, I originally written down it's not a bad episode that I changed it to it's not a horrible episode and now reading it, I'm like, I mean, it's not a horrendous episode. We get a lot more creepiness from peers, we have a bunch of different things there. I'm not the biggest fan, as we talked, of how they treated Ella and Dan, or even Chloe. But I'm gonna try to get some positive of this. So the positive of this episode are that we get a little more insight for Linda and deal which we didn't, and how they're dealing with the stuff. And I'm very much intrigued about what's going to happen with the Sinerman. How come that the uh, murder doesn't have anything to do with him? Since the exposition, as I mentioned at the end of previous episode, clearly showed that it So a lot of not my personal favorite character development, but a lot of anticipation that I still have. I'm probably going to start deserting the I'm optimistic about the things to come in a few episodes if nothing's going to change. But right now, this is going to be my straw to grasp.
1: All in all, I feel that the show is in a weird rhythm right now compared to season one and two. It It might be because of how many episodes season three is gonna have. I don't know, but it feels very different and it feels kind of weird to me compared to season one and season two. Also, I'm put off by stuff that didn't bother me in the past in that way and some parts seem really out of place like my complaint about me and Ella and not coping Linda. So I'm I'm having issues. I'm struggling. I'm also gonna have to say Pierce is starting to grow on me in the love to hate him kind of way. If they keep on doing the way they're doing with him I'm gonna rejoice in tearing him down and it's gonna be beautiful and wonderful for me and horrible for our listeners so let's see where this is going unless of course you join me in my hatred of Pierce then it's gonna be music to your ears We'll see. I do hope we're going somewhere with Amenadiel and his stupid it's a test by Dad obsession. Because at the very end it's like oh Lucifer is my test. What does that even mean? Are you gonna stalk Lucifer now or what?
0: Well I'm sure he's gonna find a reason why on how to. I'm curious
1: where this is going and I hope it is going somewhere. Even though I know why she isn't there I'm still complaining where... Is my maze. Just because it's rational that she's not there. Doesn't mean I have to be (laughs) rational. Yeah. Everything you said to the cinnamon story so far. I can simply agree. So I'm gonna skip that. I think this season. Or rather my expectation of this season. Based on the two episodes we now watched. It really benefits from binging it. And not watching it one episode per week. And maybe the next episode will prove me wrong. We'll see. And with this we say thank you for listening. If you are curious, find us on the various social medias. We love interacting with you either over there or when you send us emails to lucifer at taot-podcast
0: If you want to get even more personal and have secret chats with us on our exclusive Discord server, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. We have a whole bunch of different rewards from early release to hours of bonus content. Yes, hours.
1: If that sounds like too much pressure, you can help the show by leaving positive iTunes reviews. They really, really help. Or telling all your friends about us, because nothing beats a personal recommendation. Thank you! you. Bye. Bye!